Welcome to the Arizona Society of CPAs podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Fry, Director of Marketing. We're excited to have Dr. Robert Manitti join us on the ASCPA podcast today. Dr. Manitti is the president and owner of Manitti CPA LLC. He's a certified public accountant, certified forensic accountant, certified fraud examiner, certified valuation and analyst, certified in for financial forensics, master analyst in financial forensics, chartered global management accountant, and is a licensed private investigator in the state of Arizona. So we are definitely in the hands of an expert today. And Dr. Manitti will be teaching an upcoming course for the ASCPA called Identity Theft, Preventing, Detecting, and Investigating on June 3rd, and joins us today to share more about this topic. Welcome, Bob. Welcome, and thank you. Always glad to support uh, the Arizona Society, and uh, thank you guys for all the great work that you do for the CPAs in our state. Thanks so much. And let's start out with some scary stories. What are some of the statistics and information you are seeing most recently when it comes to identity theft? Well, I think probably one of the scariest things we've seen recently as regards to identity theft is data breaches involving biometrics where uh, I'm sure if you understand that biometrics were supposed to be the thing that would replace PIN numbers and user IDs and passwords and be much more secure. And now what we're finding is, of course, you have to store those biometrics on the computer. That would be your fingerprints or your facial recognition. And the criminals have found ways to hack into companies who are using biometrics and steal the fingerprint data and facial recognition data which they can then use to uh, circumvent the security around uh, websites and uh, other IT systems that are using biometric data. So that's probably the scariest thing that we're seeing out there today. Wow, that is scary. What role can CPAs play with their clients or within their corporate environments to help address these issues? Well, in the corporate environment, the main role that CPAs are going to be playing is assisting the companies with cybersecurity. And specifically, the ways that uh, you know, most criminals attack companies is through the employees, uh, you know, doing what they call social networking, sending them emails, connecting through social media accounts, et cetera, to help train the uh, corporate employees on the risks of uh, identity theft. You know, as far as with their clients, if you're, if you're a tax preparer, you want to be able to talk to your clients about identity theft, help them to protect their social security number and other personal information. And remember that, you know, if a client becomes a victim of identity theft, the people they're most likely to contact is their attorney and their CPA. And the CPA rises to the top of the list if it's a credit card fraud or other type of financial fraud. So we need to be prepared to answer our clients' questions. All right, those are great points. Can you talk more about the recent CCH malware attack? And do you have any advice for CPAs who use that service? Well, the, the malware attack is, is something that's happening more and more often. We've seen a lot of issues with spyware being put on computers. We've seen issues with ransomware and other types of hacks that, that are put on computers. And so we need to be aware of these and have good cybersecurity. Now, you know, I, I, CCH is an excellent organization, and I know they responded immediately to the attack, and they did a lot to protect information and data. 
I'm personally not worried about it. I do do business with them, so I need to disclose that. Uh, but I, I think they've done an excellent job in responding to uh, the cyber fraud. Thanks for sharing your thoughts on CCH. I know that's been a big concern for our members, and they've been talking about that a lot on our Connect site. And what are some types of identity theft that people may not have heard about? Well, probably the biggest one that most people aren't aware of is uh, the one we refer to as obituary surfing. In this case, the criminals actually search for obituaries either on the internet or in the newspaper. And once they get them, they then go out and steal the identity of the deceased person. What they're hoping to do is uh, open up some new loans or rack up charges on credit cards uh, before the family gets involved in settling the uh, decedent's estate. Because usually the first thing that you do when you uh, think, oh, gee, you know, I have a relative who died isn't, let's close all the bank accounts and credit cards. Mm -hmm. Grieving and funerals and everything else. So there's a time lag that the criminals are tending to take advantage of. So we need to make people more aware of this particular type of identity theft. Wow. That's sad that they're taking advantage of families during that difficult time. Well, anytime criminals, you know, they're always out there trying to monetize other people's uh, uh, issues. Right. And could you share your top three tips for preventing identity theft? Well, the biggest thing is protecting your personal information. That's number one. You know, don't give out your social security number or other personal information unless you absolutely have to. You know, just because somebody asks for your social security number doesn't mean you have to give it to them. You know, keep your date of birth. Uh, don't put it on the internet. Don't overpost on social media. That's one of the things that we see a lot of people doing is posting too much information on social media. Be aware of people who want to contact you on social media. One of the things we've seen is people being contacted through online dating sites. And then they start to ask them questions. Hey, let's get to know each other better. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite color? What's your maiden, mother's maiden name? What street did you grow up on? What was your mascot for your grade school? You know, all those questions you'll normally see financial institutions use you know, to help you reestablish your password if you've forgotten it. Once they get all that information, then they can go in and uh, reestablish a new password and take over your account. You need to also be aware of phishing attacks uh, through the email, uh, uh, smishing attacks, and phishing attacks over the phone. Smishing, of course, is done through text messages. There's a lot of different attacks where they can try to gain access or get you to click on links that allow them to put malware onto your systems. And be advised that it's not just computers that can be hacked. Cell phones, any type of electronic device, tablets, iPads, et cetera, are all subject to uh, malware, which could you know, allow them to steal your information and compromise your identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know recently our accountant let us know someone was trying to send an email to get access to my um my direct deposit for my paycheck, so asking to change my account. So luckily, we're smart enough to catch that one. Well, last year, the society contacted me because somebody had sent an email claiming that they had uh, Cindy Hubiak's user ID and password, and they were going to hold all the society's accounts for ransom. And so we gave them some advice on how to handle that. But, you know, in every case, and, and another example was a 
phishing email I got from the criminal that purported to be from the Arizona Society. It even had Cindy's name on it. And it you know, basically said, hey, you forgot to pay your dues. Click here. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, it didn't have any phone number, address, or any of the other information that would have been on a valid email for you know, from the society. And so, of course, I notified them and they were able to send emails out to all the society members saying, don't click on this email. So even our own organization, a not-for-profit group, gets attacked by these criminals. They don't care who they steal from as long as they make money. Right. What can attendees expect to learn in your upcoming course on June 3rd? Well, in this course, we're going to talk about the various ways that identity theft is committed and some of the newer ways that it's done. You know, we'll talk about some of the issues with social media and how they're able to fool people on social media. You know, we'll give people an opportunity to see the kind of information that's actually readily available on the Internet. Most people who take the course are extremely surprised when they find out how much personal information is already out on the internet. It's already out there. There's nothing they can do to get rid of it. We'll talk about how to recognize some of the red flags for identity theft, things that you know might help you or a, uh, one of your clients uh, recognize that they've become a victim of identity theft. And we'll talk about ways to protect yourself, you know, how to prevent identity theft for yourself, and also things you can discuss with your clients on how they can prevent identity theft. And if you're talking to clients about identity theft, if they do have an issue, you then become their go-to person where they can come to you and seek advice on how to handle the situation. And we'll talk about those kind of engagements. For those of you who'd like to learn more about Bob's upcoming class, you can go to ASCPA.com slash JUN3 to learn more and to register. And he is also teaching a class the next day on June 4th called Forensic Investigations, Key Tools to Success. And you can find that one at ASCPA.com slash JUN4. And you can attend these classes in person or via webcast. So you could be anywhere to take these courses. So we hope to see you at one of Bob's classes soon. Thank you so much, Bob, for sharing more information about identity theft with us today. And anything else that you'd like to add? Always glad to help. And, you know, of course, I hope to see everybody there at one of those courses. We always have a great time down with the Arizona Society. But remember, if you can't make it to uh, the headquarters, uh, you can always join online through the webcast. Thank you again, Bob, for joining us, and thank you to our listeners.